The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present the Sandman Lullaby with your host, Patrick Sean Jones. The hag is astride, this night for our ride, the devil and she together. Through thick and through thin, now out and then in, though no foul be the weather. A thorn or a burr, she takes for a spur, with a lash of a bramble she rides now. Though breaks and though briars, over the ditches and mires, she follows the spirits that guide now. No beast for his food dares now range the But hushed in his lair he lies lurking, while mischief by these, on land and on seas, at noon of night are working. The storm will arise and trouble the skies, this night and more for the wonder. The ghost from the tomb, arrighted, shall come, called out by clap and by thunder. Sandman Lullaby here on RPA. Yeah, that's the real Paranormal Activity Network. And i like to thank each and every one of you that happened to hit that little button to check out what's going in the world. I usually say dreams, ghosts, and goblins, and boogeymen. Lisa, you ever had a boogeyman go after you? 
absolutely. Actually, I think I told you about it several times, but absolutely. This is Lisa Marie Cart right here. She's all the way Lisa up Cart. there. What Lisa Cart? Oh, Lisa Marie, Lisa Cart, Lady Lisa. Lady, well, I always called you Lady Lisa. You always call me Lady Lisa. The what did you call me? The luscious Lady. Lisa. Luscious Lady Lisa. You're calling all yeah. the way from uh, what? Nolans. Yeah. How's it out there? Mardi Gras. <laughs> what? Nolans is nothing but a one-day Mardi Gras, or? It's all over. It's three weeks. It's Mardi Gras. We're almost done with it, but I even went, like, yesterday with a couple of my friends from Atlanta. They visited here, and I went for my first experience with them, too. Uh, but it's, like, three weeks every day. It's Mardi Gras. So what about the landmarks and everything like that? I know you get into the paranormal and to the, the ghosts in the darkness usually like that, but how, how is the, the ambience of uh, moving from Tampa to New Orleans? It's a parallel dimension. Really? Explain that to me. Well, you know how you can feel it in like your chest and your stomach when you go from one place to another, and you can feel like you're in another like another place, but it's the same place, but it's with different types of entities, different beings, and it's a different type of world. What have you encountered while you've been out there? I had, uh, well, here it's the pillow dimension area. It's like, I call it the episode of Sliders every day. If anyone has seen Sliders, which I watched when I was a kid, right? And you can relate, every day was a new world for them, but it was the same earth. And that's what it's like here. And there's a lot of dark magic. There's a lot of weird people it's shifty people there's shady people there are some good people that like um you experience a lot of weird things that happen here and i experience a lot of it and uh, i mean when you're talking about landmarks a lot of it's cemeteries a lot of it is, there's the museum of death there's a vampire shop there's a lot of witch stores here so there's obviously a lot of things that are way different from tampa and here it's like it seems like it's the home of like magic and dimensions and portals here that's what it feels like if you have somebody visiting what was would be one of the first places you'd have them visit if they go over to uh nolens uh i tell them not to go to bourbon street i tell them if they're going to go downtown they need to go to like the frenchman french quarter or lord lordy decator basically we call it lordy over here apparently that's what they call it but it's it's never go to bourbon street that's the place where it's bad. It, it's bad over there. Bad, um, bad feelings. Bad people. It, it, yeah, I've gotten stalked. I've gotten a knife put at me. I've gotten my house, but like, or I mean, my car already like broken into. Oh really? And it's always when I'm around that area in Bourbon, but when I'm around in the other areas, it's fine. It's so crazy, but it's it's fine. The people there are more respectful boundaries. But when you go to Bourbon Street, it's like. It's the one place where everyone knows you can get fucked up on, and the police don't give a fuck what you do there. Wow, kind of like uh, Ybor City down here in Tampa. Exactly, and I compare it to a lot of things in Ybor City. I do, I do, and I feel like it's turning into Ybor City over there. How's the, uh, getting off subject real quick, how's the uh, metal atmosphere out there? It sucks. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, the metal scene here really sucks. The music, any music scene here sucks. Everyone skips over here. Nothing goes on. I did, however, see a few 
Let's see, Crowbar was here recently with Corrosion and Conformity. Um, Gohor travels here a lot because most of them live here. Well, I was about to say, most of the members of Gohor live in uh, New Orleans, as far as I know. The people that do live here, so does um, Crowbar, they live here too. And then um, uh, Rivers Isle is going to be here soon, but everything else, pretty much skips. Well, that brings up to the the darkness kind of thing when it goes to like the music scene. How is the uh, is it very dark music or is it very swampy stoner music or? Uh, actually, I see more swampy stoner music and jazz music that comes through here. Huh. And but when there is like metal bars that do host like the type of stuff here, but it's just it has to do with like whenever I talk to bands saying, "Hey, you're not coming through New Orleans." but they're going to go through Birmingham, Alabama. That's ridiculous. And they say it has to do with the promoter and how many people draw out. Well, I, I, I'm not putting that on Birmingham. But... Yeah, yeah. So uh, tell me about uh, apparitions. Have you seen anything while you've been out there? Uh, I haven't really seen any apparitions. It's, it's more like feelings and energies here. It's very dark here. What about your dreams? What's the difference between your dreams from... Uh, living in Tampa and going over the, all the way to that area? It's kind of the same, but really more intense because I've had, like, a lot more stress from moving. Like, recently I've had a lot of lucid dreams. And, like, last night I was eating, having a dream. It was very lucid. It seemed very real until I woke up. And um, What was it about? I was, eat, I was eating scrambled eggs with my hands. Never had that before. And then I looked it up today, and it said, rebirth, creative energy potential that you're you're not realizing. It was actually a really good one, and I didn't realize it because eggs means breakfast, and breakfast means waking up. It was, it was a good dream, but I've been having a lot of really lucid dreams about things that I've been, like, frustrated about in my past. But then I look at it, and it's all about, like, rebirth and going to have, like, a good future about it, and that you have, like, a lot of creative potential that you could use this stuff and put it into your future and be successful about, which is interesting. Well, what, um, can you give me an example of the lucid dream you had? Because you're giving me the outcome, but uh, what was some of the dreaming well, that you did? Yeah, I know. It, it was, like, well, last night, the one that I remember, it just, for an hour, I just ate scrambled eggs with my hands, and it was, as if I was engorging an egg, and I didn't get it, and then I looked online about it, about food. And then there was a website where they had different types of food and what it meant. And, and then it said breakfast, and then there was one about eggs. And I didn't get that. And then I read about it. It was about creative potential, rebirth, things like that. And it definitely made sense for me because I came here, and you know why I came here. So. Yeah, you were working on your career. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and it's all creative, and it's very difficult, but I've had a lot of insecurities and setbacks, but, like, they weren't really setbacks, they were more, like, realizations, so it's hard to explain, but, like, when I saw it today and I looked up online what it meant, I was like, okay, so now I kind of realize this is what's actually going on, because I had just gotten a reading, like a, like, a few days ago, too, about it, and she said the same thing to me basically that you're going through a new beginning a hard time it was basically when i came here was a new beginning yeah that was that was what it was yes absolutely so that makes me wonder about other things going through your dreamlands uh what about your uh have you been still astral projecting 
Oh, I haven't done that in like a really long time. I think it's because when I moved here, I've been extremely stressed out. And with the stuff that went on in my past too, it's been extremely difficult for me to move on. And then I had like all these things in Tampa that helped me with it. And then I moved here, I had no one. I had to find a new doctor. I had like a lot of anxiety. I had to make new friends. It, it was, it's very difficult, you know, moving to a new place. Everything is brand new and you have to adjust because everything is a change. And if you don't go along with any changes, then you're just stuck in the past. And that's not what I wanted to be. So I'm going along with it and, you know, it is what it is. Well, you're going to a lot of, uh, what is that, uh, like conventions that I saw lately. You're uh, pushing oh, some of yeah. your your acting career, which yes, is actually pretty um, good. Yes. So I was asked to do that, to be um, Rob's assistant for that, the Geek City Con. Rob is one of my best friends, but he has a very successful career in acting. He lives like seven minutes from me, though. So, you know, when I need some someone to be there for me, like he's there and I'm friends with his wife and his kids, which is great. But, you know... Anyway, so he asked me to be his personal assistant. We're only like three hours away from Geek City Con, and um, it was a lot of fun. I like got to network and meet a lot of people. We were right next to like one of the biggest wrestling stars, and yeah, I saw that you were right next to Kevin Nash. Yeah, Kevin Nash and uh, what was his name? Michael. Um, fuck, I forgot his last name. He went by uh, Razor Ramon. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was a lot of fun, and I uh, turns out like a lot of these people knew like a lot of my other friends, like who worked in like movies, wrestling, and stuff. It was pretty cool. I liked it. Cool. So, uh, tell me one some of the things that uh, you've been reading lately. Um, uh, what did I just say? Uh, I mean, I haven't really read too much lately. When I came here, who are you reading um, before? I was. Reading a lot of stuff I didn't want to read, and it was for like my acting class, and I thought it was all bullshit, so I stopped reading it. But when I'm reading anything, it's usually about like the paranormal or sci-fi or like aliens and stuff like that. So a lot of it is online. Do you get it with method acting by any chance when you're doing your readings and you're getting into character? Absolutely. Well, tell me how you do that. What do you start envisioning? Do you, if you're do, playing a dark character, do you just start summoning up the most dark and evil person you can think of? Or I definitely have done some stuff. Uh, I'm trying to think of a few things. There's a few. I mean, I can't talk about it on here, but there's a... Why not? Few, like, you can talk to me. Trust me. It's just me and you. Nobody else is listening. I, <laughs> I did... I would, there's a couple things. Um, the short, high, and low that I do with um, this other, I won't say his name on air, but he, um, he's with the same agency I am too, but he moved to Atlanta recently. And he asked me and the other guy who was directing it if I would be in it. And it was beautiful because he's one of my best friends. We went to a different acting school, but he's very talented. He's like the guy 10 years from now, he's going to be a celebrity type of guy. Right. And he's a method actor too. Yeah, well, and it was a fucked up story. There was no dialogue. There was no script. It was just go as it goes. And we did it in St. Pete. And um, every day he would call me and make sure I only had four hours of sleep. And we would pretend to be boyfriend, girlfriend. And we got 
we were already best friends, but we had became really close. And um, we had to get specific drugs for this thing because the whole movie was about drugs and getting pregnant and having a very turbulent, bipolar, toxic relationship surrounded by drugs, thus high and low. So we did a lot of things, and the director was there. It was it was a very interesting short a year later, and um, it's, it was praised very, very highly by a lot of people. It was a very artistic British type of film. Sounds like it. How was your uh, sleeping pattern while this was going on? Oh, we didn't get, like, any sleep. Yeah, you know, you just said you only got, what, four hours sleep. but uh... For, like, two weeks. And then, like, when we finally did it, it was, like, we didn't sleep for, like, three days. And the director had us hotels and stuff, so. My God. It's, like, true method. Like, I I saw, like, the other guy, like, throw up in the bathroom and stuff because he couldn't handle it. I'm wondering how you were able to take that. I mean, especially on that much of a span. That's a long I, span I without either. sleeping. Not sure either. There's a lot of stuff I've done in my past. There's one where um, I did a scene in my acting class. And I was supposed to do a new media. I ended up getting fucked over on it, but it was something I wrote, and it was what I got fined by my agents over, like I saw in a showcase in my acting class. Right. And um, we ended up doing a new media thing so I could get my SAG card over it. And I ended up getting fucked over by it because she stole everything. And um, it was, I I was like a very bad, messed up type of person. I ended up like trying some of it and I had a really bad come down. But when I did the scene, I was so disgusting that they actually believed. I didn't tell anyone that, so it was awful. I, n- I never did it again after that, but it was like a very method thing that I did. I tried it, and I was like, I will never do this ever again. I don't know how anyone could do it. I'm glad you so decided that. That was another that. thing I did. Right. I'm glad you decided awful. to clear on that. Oh, I know. It was awful. So what questions have you been thinking of lately? It's always like, me, am I going to be successful? That's always how I am, and I know, like, I moved here for it, but that's always my insecurities. Am I, I moved here, but, you know, some people don't make it, but for me. So are you chasing it, or are you basically letting I, it come to you naturally, though? No, my agents, I mean, I moved here, but my agents take care of everything now. Right. But, like, I mean, I've done so many good auditions now, and I have, like, a few friends that said, I'm surprised you haven't booked yet. And I said, I am too, but that means that it, the role wasn't for me. And I had, like, so many good auditions to the point where my agent texted me saying, I'm surprised you didn't get to see there. And there were pretty big roles, but it, like, discouraged me. Okay. Well, while you were here, you, you felt like you were being chased by a dark figure that was following you. Do you still feel that? I don't know. Maybe. Why you still? Well, what do you mean, maybe? Well, I mean, it's always been following me. It's always been following me, like, since, you know, I was a kid, and you even saw it, like, at Psycho Realms. I remember I told you, like, when I had to blow in one of it out of my house, I told you, like, what happened with that, too. Yeah, blue blue air in your face. All over. Has anything happened in New Orleans with, uh... The figure that was chasing you, or did, did you? No, not heavy or deep. Just 
Oh, so it's not my as, own. It's not as attached as it was back here in Tampa. Yeah, I haven't seen it here. My cat hasn't either. It's just my own sadness type of thing. But like, I feel like it could probably come back if I continue to like put that energy into it. But I don't think it will because last time I did it in my house, I feel like it completely went away. Who knows? Well, I hope you're the best with that. So, Lisa, talk to me. Okay. Talk to me, baby. Okay. What you want? (laughs) No, that's why I got my cards in front of me. So did you you want a Celtic cross uh, spread, or did you just have a specific question that you wanted answered? Uh, See if I'm going to book anything this year. This year? In Puerto Rico, we call ourselves Boricua. We are proud, passionate, and full of life. On our island, adventure finds you. Strangers aren't strangers for long. The size of the audience doesn't change the beauty of the music. And we celebrate every last ray of sun. Live Boricua. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, I'm going to be... Whoa. Something just jumped out. Hold on. It always jumps that when I'm around. No, the the card jumped out. It was the Ace of Pentacles. It was the Ace of oh, Pentacles shit. that jumped out when I did when I was doing the when I was cutting the cards. And you know, Ace of Pentacles, you don't have to strive for it. You don't have to try for it. It always comes your way. So if there was a card that was going to jump out of the deck, that would actually be the card to jump out of the deck. So. It jumped out of the deck, landed. I never get bad card. No, that was actually a very good card that jumped out, which was very good. So uh, it'll be, I guess, it'll be a three card, uh, three card reading. Tell me when to stop. You got because I'm, you can't tell me from to stop from. End. Stop. All right, there we go. Three card. Uh, let's see here. Ace of Cups, the Moon, the Hermit. Ace of Cups, you don't have to strive for it. You don't have to try for it. It always comes out of the clouds, and it comes to you. Ace of Cup usually means love, so it's usually heading that way. The moon, usually that's uh, someone going by the beat of their own drum. You're going to do what you want to do. Somebody tells you how to do something. You know, it really doesn't matter because you're going to do it the way you want to do it. And the hermit comes forth waving this torch of knowledge, and just as it comes, it goes. So, uh we see past, present, and future, or what's going on, the influence, and the final outcome. Uh, seems like uh, it's go- you've got to be yourself. And you've always been yourself. But the final outcome, you're going to have that opportunity, and probably it's going to fade away real quick. So you got to see when it's going to be heading that way. So, okay. So there's not yeah. a problem right there. But, you know, you've always, you've always had that luck. I mean, you've uh, we we've worked together since what 2011 from uh, Van Warp Tour. Yes. So uh, you know you yep. you always have that perfect luck to make things happen, and so shouldn't be a problem there. 
Because, you know, that, that you went all the way from Tampa to uh, New Orleans. And, uh, you know, you're in your element. Someone told me you're the, uh, you're the silver-haired banshee. <laughs> you, that. you still got your silver hair? Yes, I do. I know you're not online a lot, but it's almost white now. Oh, is it really? Yeah. You can look on my page. Like, I posted, like, a progress of my hair, too. Well, hold on. Give, give us give us your digits real quick. Give it, Let them know how to get in touch with you because, you know, who knows? You might have a director out there that's listening and needs to... Uh, Needs a uh, beautiful uh, vampirish possessed. <laughs> giving my hell maiden. <laughs> you want me to give out my my number? No, don't give me your phone number. Give them your uh, email or give them the, your uh, your Facebook and stuff I'm like that. My email. Yeah, do that way. Yeah, it's just Lisa Cart K A R T at Yahoo dot com. You can find me on Facebook too, Lisa Marie Cart K A R T. Lisa, one question before we actually go. Uh, anywhere in the world, if you were uh, sleeping and dreaming, or any time of existence that you can go to, uh, where would you like to go to? If I was sleeping or dreaming? If you were sleeping or dreaming, astral projecting? Mm, probably uh, to Ireland. What you go to Ireland for? Well, my mother's from there, and I grew up over there, too. Oh, you never told me that. I know. How old were you when you left Ireland? Well, my mom is an immigrant, and so is my dad, and so is my grandmother. But I was born in New York, but I grew up over in Ireland, too. So I spent a lot of time over there. I know that sounds, like, confusing, but I spent a lot of time over in Ireland where I lived there for, like, four or six months, but I was, like, younger and then as I got older, it would be a month or two. All my family's over there, like my cousin, my nephews, my aunts, everyone. How old were you there when you were living? Been going on since I was a baby. Oh, my you're... mom would always be over there because... No, 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 I don't mean... I mean, how friends. old were you? I mean, were you, were you? do you remember dreaming? I never dreamed about Ireland, that's the thing, but I love it over there. Okay. Well, that was that was the comparison. I was trying to figure out, you know, because I'm a firm believer in different locations. You, you are hooked up with different areas of your dreams. And, uh, you know, it, someone compared to somewhere like that's in Ireland or somewhere in their homeland where they're born at or where they were raised at and they feel comfortable at or where they moved to, you know, that modifies the different insights into their dreams. Yes. It could I be stress. For, Go ahead. For two months, I lived with my Aunt Mary and my cousin Michael. Right now, my cousin Michael has cancer. So my mom is talking about going there in the summer with me. My Aunt Esther is like a mess right now. But, I mean, I'm sure he's going to be fine. He just had surgery. But um, they're just a mess right now. But, like, I lived with them for months. And they were so poor that like they couldn't even afford like ac or anything this is like in the summertime but that's like how my mother lived it's like a type of angela's ashes type of thing and these are the people that actually survived through that stuff too because they were i mean she died like right after i visited her she was so old wow hey quick question yeah. if you got anything yeah. to, you uh well i'm gonna get back away from the microphone real quick you have uh yeah. anything that you want to say to the world at large because we're heard in like a 160-something countries, and, uh, you know, RPA Network has... We, we Well, actually, we just picked up a video show of uh, ghost investigators on the 
on the RPA network. So besides the podcasts, we actually have uh, video shows. I'm, I'm down to helping anyway. Well, and um, what to say to the world? Stop being an asshole. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> it's right where it stop needs to hit. Stop being assholes. Like have a sense of humor, but just stop being assholes altogether. What happened in the last five years? Did everything just go to hell? Um, social media has numbed everyone to a culture. There's good and there's bad with it. And um, I believe that people have become even more numb with it and have become even more sensitive to it to the point where they're overly sensitive with no sense of humor. And then there's people who have become so numb that they're calling people out for no reason, which hunts. There's a lot of good and bad that goes with it. And I believe social media is the killer of everything right now. So. But just stop being assholes. How about that? A real human being. Have empathy. How about that? There, I like that one. Have empathy. Uh, let have me get, empathy. Have empathy. Let me get this out real quick. Uh, don't forget, on Monday, you have uh, Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast. That's with your host, Mr. Aaron Hunter. Uh, he reads your stories and uh, talks about ghosts that actually that you happen to see. On Tuesday, you have Aaron Frail. Uh, Aaron's does Aaron's Horror Show. He checks out horror movies and horror books and checks out the world of horror so you don't have to check out all the crap that's actually out there in the world of entertainment. And on uh, Wednesday, you have uh, Terry Davenport with uh, Terry's Mysterious Moments, and he basically goes through cryptoids. And every other Thursday or so or whenever we get out there, whenever I get into the studio, you have the Sandman lullaby. We talk about dreams just like this and just, just talk. Just talk. See what's going on. If you need to reach me anytime, you can reach me on Gmail at S-A-N-D-M-A-N-L-U-L-L-A-B-Y. That's SandmanLullaby at gmail.com. Uh, Luscious Lady Lisa. I miss saying that yeah. so much. I know you do. Luscious Lady Lisa. Hey, can you play a song for me tonight? Yeah, I'll play something. What do you want? Typo negative tonight? Yeah. Okay. Which How one? do you always know? What's typo negative? How about love you to death? Okay, I'll play love you to death. I can't do it now, I but I, I, if no, I'll, I'll play it on the show tonight. I'm on in Thank like you. probably 45 minutes on another show. Okay. So uh, let's just Lady Lisa. I'm going to let you hold on for a second. And I'm going to talk to the people out there and say thank you. 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 You've been in the RPA. And this is the Sandman.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 